That phone call went all sorts of wrong. Although, in retrospect, I'm not sure what I expected. I had been missing for eight months, possibly dead to all who loved me, and one fine morning in December, I just called my dad out of the blue. It was 7 a.m. in New York. He hadn't even had breakfast yet, and there I was, sobbing at the other end of the line, struggling to form words. I was in Paris. I was okay. I wanted to come home to him. Island. Uh, Island, honey, is that you? Oh, God, are you okay? Are you wounded? What happened? Is there someone with you? What the hell happened? I had no intelligible answer to my dad's subsequent barrage of questions, no strength left to keep my own emotions under control and reassure him. I tried to speak, but only hiccups would come out, and wiping my nose with the sleeve of my fleece PJs didn't seem to help. That's when a former hitman, known to most as March, who had just gotten out of bed at 1 p.m., came to the rescue. I hadn't even noticed him entering the living room. He was wearing nothing but a pair of dark boxer shorts. He must have woken up when he heard me crying. I found myself cocooned into a safe haven of bed-warmed skin and springy chest hair as he carefully took the phone from my shaking hands. March barely had the time to say, good morning, Mr. Holder, before my father exploded. Who the hell are you? What have you done to my daughter? Island? Where are they holding you? I swear I'll... Please calm down, Mr. Holder. Island is perfectly safe. How much do you want? My father barked. His outburst only made me wail harder. Dad, I swear I'm okay. Please listen. Don't worry, honey. It's gonna be okay. I'm gonna find you. And you! I gathered that growl was for March. I'm gonna find you, too. And I'm not Liam Neeson, but if you touch a single hair on her head, the last thing you'll see is... March gave the slightest wince at the rage-fueled rant pouring from the speaker. I understand, but I can assure you I'm not holding Island hostage. Let me speak to her. With a big gulp of air, I managed to hold back my tears long enough to take the phone from March's hands. Please, calm down and listen to me. I'm not being held hostage or anything. March's palm squeezed my shoulder in silent encouragement. I swallowed hard to steady my voice. Like I said, I'm in Paris, and I'm okay now. I promise. Who's that man with you? My dad probed before his breath caught and his voice cracked into a near sob. Honey, they told me you were dead. I need to understand what happened. He's... His name is March. I gulped as a year-old memory resurfaced, of joy catching March as he was busy roping me on my bed with my own tights. The key words summing up this dreadful incident could be misunderstanding and BDSM. Joy told you about him, back when he took me to Paris for the first time? I winced and refrained from adding, Remember? He's my 40-year-old dom? Of course, my dad remembered. This time, an unbearable silence stretched between us. I could almost see the various bricks of partial data, 
parental prejudice and mild paranoia organized themselves in his brain as he murmured, Did you run away with him? No, I, I was... Look, something happened at the Poseidon. It's very complicated, and I don't want to do this over the phone. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. I felt his ragged sigh in the speaker as if it were my own, and I had to blink hard not to burst into tears all over again. I knew I had already said too much, and not nearly enough, that every missing piece of the puzzle was absolute torture to him, but I couldn't tell him like this, over the phone, that I had been kidnapped, brainwashed, drugged, nearly lobotomized. It was too difficult to put into words with 3,600 miles between us. So all I said was, please, trust me,